You're listening to CounterTalks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, everyone. I'm Pat Flannery. Today we spoke with Cam Doherty. He heads up the specialty rental segment of Cooper Equipment Rentals. Um, Cam and I had a, uh, a great discussion about um, their specialty rental operations and how they've moved into uh, this model of, uh, not, not entirely, but, but in, in, in certain stores, they've moved to this model of focusing on uh, specifically trench safety and pump solutions uh, in, different, uh, in different places. Um, I was interested because we watched the growth of, uh, of specialty rentals, stores, individuals inside of rental organizations focused on uh, certain specific sectors. Uh, I wanted to ask Cam what Cooper's thinking was in, uh, in getting involved with that as well, um, how, that, how that was going, what the business model was, what were some of the challenges, what were some of the benefits. Uh, so we had a great discussion about all of that stuff. Cam touched on uh, uh, the, the difficult early work of, uh, of getting specialized rentals going on the, on the trench safety side. Um, he touched on uh, the, the benefits of having specialized divisions in, uh, in a downturn, in a recession. Um, and, uh, but some of the, and also some of the, some of the challenges of, uh, of, of running those businesses, obviously you're, you're limited in the size of the market that you're serving. Not that that's always a problem. Uh, talked a bit about the growth of safety awareness. Uh, of course, they call the division trench safety. Um, uh, why is safety so important in these, uh, in these areas? So, uh, Cam and I had a, had a great talk about that and other things. Uh, so please enjoy my conversation with Cam Doherty from Cooper Equipment Rentals. Here with Cam Doherty from Cooper Equipment. Cam, great to see you. Great to meet you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Sure. So listen, um, uh, I'm, I'm excited to have you here. Uh, uh, Cooper's uh, a story I've been, uh, to be honest, kind of chasing around for a while. I've, uh, you know, you, you guys have, uh, have been growing so much and, uh, you know, nice uh, homegrown Canadian success story. So, uh, and, and we've got a bit of a specific focus today. We're going to talk uh, a lot about your, your specialized rental operations and, and I guess what the idea and the strategy has been behind that. Uh, but Cam, why don't you start us off by just uh, uh, telling us a bit about yourself, your background and, uh, and your role these days at, uh, at Cooper Equipment. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I, um, I run the trench safety business for uh, Cooper Equipment, and um, we started this business in August of 2016. So we've been uh, chipping away at it for the last five years or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, my background is not has not been in um, you know the sewer and water business or the utility contracting business or anything like that. I, you know, I went to University of Western Ontario, and following that, I did my my master's in uh, Bond University in Australia. So I. You know, I've kind of bounced around a lot um, uh, going to school. And then, um, you know, getting into the workforce, I uh, joined Cooper Equipment, uh, I want to say 20, 20, maybe 2010 or 2011. Um, and I, it, I coincided with um, actually my, my father, Doug Doherty, uh, came over to Cooper Equipment as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that's his story. So I don't want to step on his toes, but uh, the long and short of it is that um, he, he partnered with, uh, you know, with uh, Daryl and Gord Cooper at the time. Um, and it was a much smaller business, uh, two branches back then. And uh, so I, I eventually joined uh, with him in, in the sales side of things and did that for a couple of years. And then um, well, I should say prior to that, you know, the rental business has been, you know, in our family uh, for, for a few generations now. My, my, my dad's dad, uh, Glenn Doherty, had a company called Ray Gordon Equipment, which was started in, uh, I'm going to get this wrong. So, I, I mean, the yeah. facts might be a little iffy, wishy-washy, but I want to say 72 or 73. Right. Um, once again, I could be wrong. I wasn't around. So, uh, <laughs> I uh, so, yeah, so I mean, we've got some, uh, you know, the, the rental business has certainly been in our, in our blood for a few generations. And my dad obviously ran that business. And, um, you know, and, and back then, actually, he, he had a shoring uh, division in, in Ray Gordon equipment, he, um, he, uh, he supplied speed shore, uh, I believe out of Texas, and uh, was the first to do so in, in uh, the Ontario market anyways. So, you know, he had, he had some experience with that uh, years and years and years and years ago, well before my time. In any case, he moved on. Uh, he sold that company and, uh, you know, moved on and joined United Rentals for a period of time. And, you know, I'm going to kind of fast forward, but, um, you know, his, his, his experience is extensive. And I've learned a lot from him, obviously, over the years, uh, working in the yard as a kid and uh, sort of following his career and um, sort of emulating myself after him in a lot of ways. Um, to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm looking to get into the workforce and, uh, you know, obviously I want to sort of do what he's doing and follow him. So um, Cooper was a good fit. Um, so, yeah, as I say, um, I started sort of doing the uh, compact uh, general line sales. Uh, I was on the road and, and doing that and having some success. Um, always in the back of my mind wanting to start uh, something. Um you know, for the company, not, not, not for myself, but start something new and fresh for the company. And, um, you know, trench safety was kind of always on our radar. Uh, you know, we would, we would talk about it on our spare time with, with my dad and, uh, we've always liked the business. Uh, you know, we, we, we know about the business. Um, we saw a lot of upside with the business, with the, um, synergies it creates with our existing customer base. So, you know, they agreed to, um, to support that effort with, uh, you know, with financial backing and, um, you know, we were off. That was 2016. So, um, so at that what, point it was. So what, yeah, was involved with, what was involved with getting all that set up, Cam? Uh, uh, what, what, what did you guys have to put in place? Yeah, so we, I mean, you know, we were lucky because Cooper Equipment at that point in 2016 had, had a lot more infrastructure than uh, than in previous years, and what I mean by that is more locations. You know, so our first location, um, which we still have, is a shared location um, that Cooper Equipment was already inhabiting. So our our heavy equipment yard up in uh, Gormley had, uh, you know, it's a it's now a massive yard. Then in 2016, it was three acres uh, and a 10,000 foot shop, um, 
you know, so, and we were only buying around $4 million in equipment. So we didn't need a whole lot of real estate at that point. So we were able to coexist with the heavy equipment uh, branch at that time. Um, so that was uh, obviously lucky and made it uh, financially a little bit easier to, to sort of get into the business. Sorry. What did you add fleet wise? Yeah, we started, I mean, um, you know, I wish I could tell you a lot, but to be honest with you, $4 million in, uh, in fleet doesn't get you a whole lot. So, but I mean, we had, um, you know, our idea was we had to have, uh, we had to have everything in terms of a good amount of shoring and shielding and road plate, um, in order to service our customers. Um, you know, the, the obvious fit in the early days was to service our utility customers because we do quite well with them, uh, on the equipment side. So, you know, we, we probably fleeted up a little bit more heavily in the, um, you know, aluminum shields and the Build-A-Box modular shields and the road plate, um, you know, hydraulic shoring and, um, and things like that a little bit less, um, so in the steel shields and slide rail and, um, you know, sheeting and bracing things at that time. But uh, that's certainly changed over the years as we've grown the business. But that was that was sort of our thinking in, in the early days was uh, was to one, have a, a good mix of everything. So we can service um, the entire customer base that we're focusing on, which is, of course, sewer and water utility, uh, pipeline and petrol, uh, oil and gas. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we started. And then we, you know, we, like anything that you're starting, it was, uh, you know, it was slow going, you know, we were chipping away at the three, four, five, six utility contractors that, um, were already giving us business. And, you know, we started to, we started to get a few deals and, uh, started to get a little bit of traction, but that, you know, it was, it was a grind. I mean, and, and it was, uh, you know, it was a, a gentleman that works with me. He was the first first to join me, Paul Gaspar. Uh, it was just the two of us for, um, it had to be a year. No, it had to be six months before we hired uh, Brian, which was our first driver. Uh, it was probably six months to get that truck built as well. So, I mean, it was, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, smiling and dialing and <laughs> making calls and, building boxes in the yard and washing boxes in the yard and fixing boxes and, uh, getting dirty and, um, yeah, having, having a lot of fun, uh, but working really hard. Yeah. You know, that, that part hasn't changed, but we, we've been able to really, what were the early conversations like with your, with your existing utility people and, and customers? What did, 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 was it hard for them to grasp the concept where they, were they more interested in keeping it in house initially? What what was the uh, what were some of the challenges to overcome there? Well, the biggest challenge is you know the incumbents, right? We there, right. there's some um, trench safety specific businesses in in every market that we operate, and they're all very good. Um, you know, I especially the ones that uh, are you know trench safety specific. In other words, they don't uh, do anything else. And actually, by the way, that's you know, the, the biggest reason we treat this business as a standalone business is because of that. You know, you, you really do have to have an isolated focus on it in order to compete with 
the incumbent operators who have been doing it longer and have a, you know, a longer history with the same customers that we're going after. So, you know, our, our, um, you know, our sort of pitch was, you know, we we're already dealing with you on the equipment side of things and we can, you know, we can service you further under one roof, um, you know, taking over your trench safety needs. And there's some specialized knowledge there, right? Like, like, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like, and are they, are they relying on you guys fairly, fairly heavily for, for advice and consultation on, on, on how to do this properly? In in some cases, I mean, I I would say there's, um, you know, I would say there's two sides to the, to the business. There is definitely a transactional side, which is, uh, you know, the, the shields and the road plate and, the multi-shore or hydraulic shoring in a lot of cases. Um, in a lot of cases, you're going to get uh, a utility contractor, just for example. They're they're basically going to know what they want. Um, they're going to know what they need. Uh, sometimes they're going to come up to something a little bit tricky that have to do with maybe some, some tricky soil conditions or, um, you know, or some cross utilities that they'll ask you know, they'll ask for some advice or might need some site-specific engineering on. But in a lot of cases, there's a good chunk of business that is transactional. And, uh, you know, they're, they're contractors that are doing things that, uh, that aren't outside of the box. And when I say that, I mean, they're not outside of the realm of what our pre-engineered systems can do as per their, you know, their tab data. Um, the, other, the other side of the business is things that uh, are jobs that that do definitely require more attention, um, and and we would be you know there with with our contractors at the ground floor, um, going over the you know the drawings and the and the bore logs and um, you know coming up with uh, you know a little bit a little bit more site specific planning um, for for those jobs a little bit deeper uh, you know type situations right now where did that knowledge come from for you guys was that was that from from your dad or uh or or did you bring in uh uh people who were specialists in the area i was not um i was not a specialist by any means in this area prior to doing this business but um you know i myself just dug in i uh i learned everything i possibly could and leveraged uh leveraged a a few key engineered engineering partners that we've uh teamed up with to, um, to basically gather up every, every last bit of knowledge I possibly could to, to become a professional in the space. Yeah. Um, so I did not come by it naturally. It was, uh, you know, just hard work. Yeah. Um, were the suppliers you know, that, that there must've been our supplier, our supplier partners are key. Yeah. Uh, our engineering partners are key and, uh, we've gotten just a huge amount of support um over the last five years to from you know just about everybody to help us grow this business so you mentioned how things have changed uh from the early days of like you say uh, throwing together boxes in the yard and uh and and doing you know mostly some shoring and plate and stuff like that uh i guess fast forward for me and give me the shape of your trench safety division now um what what uh what what are you guys how, how big is it? Where, where are you? Uh, 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 markets you're doing and, yeah, and I yeah. guess how has the fleet changed? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, over the five years, a lot, a lot has changed. Um, we've, um, 
subsequent to the Stouffville location, which is still our biggest location in terms of uh, revenue. Uh, but we've opened um, a location in Kitchener Waterloo. That's a standalone facility. We've opened a uh, location um, <clears throat> not too not too long after Kitchener Waterloo, maybe another six months after. We opened a location in in Ottawa that's a standalone location. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, I mean, we chipped away at it last year. It was officially open. I would say technically open in January, twenty twenty one in in Edmonton. So we've got four standalone uh, trench safety locations um, that run completely independent uh, in terms of logistics and human resources, um, service, um, and obviously fleet. We share fleet. Fleet does move around um, depending on where it's needed. Obviously, that's not different than... uh, you know, than, than what they would do at, at uh, the compact equipment side of things either. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly we've grown, you know, more into um, the slide rail shoring. Um, and we do a lot more service work for the, you know, for the sewer and water industry than maybe we used to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know, micro tunneling and tunnel boring, uh, um, is, is, is a good is a good line of business for us, which is big boxes, uh, big box configurations, sending pits and receiving pits is a good line of business for us. So yeah, we've certainly evolved from um, from doing um, you know the, a lot more transactional aluminum shields and road plate and and multi shore to still doing that business. Uh, I mean, it's a beautiful business because uh, it, it is hard because there's a lot of in and out. Um, you know, those boxes move a lot, so it can be, um, it can be hard on, on our teams, on, especially the guys in the yard and, and our drivers and, um, things like that, but it is, it is really good business. And, uh, you know, we strive to grow that business, uh, every day, but we have sort of naturally grown into, uh, servicing more sewer and water contractors, uh, more pipeline contractors. And that requires, in a lot of cases, a different uh, skill set and a different set of equipment, a little bit more attention to design and, and the details of that, a um, few more site-specific applications that, um, you know, that are solutions that are sort of outside the realm of tab data and, and the, um, uh, the green book uh, regulations. So, right. yeah. No, I can see the... Uh... Yeah, I can I I can see what you're saying there. I mean, you've got a you've got fleet that's uh, that's that's fairly durable. It's not uh, requiring a ton of maintenance or anything. Um, like you say, it has to move around fairly frequently, maybe a little more than you would like, but uh, at least uh, at least you probably have fairly established timelines on it. Well, maybe not because because I I, I guess these these road projects can go over over time. Uh, fairly often so it could be a little hard to manage from that perspective but uh, there's a bit of a mixed bag there too I mean certainly the smaller stuff you know it'll be it'll be quick you know I guys you know the phones will ring and and an order comes in and an order goes out you know right away Mm. but you know when when you're doing some of the bigger stuff and working with a customer over the entirety of a project you know you're looking at all their shoring situations before they start digging so you're looking at you know, you're looking at their 50 manholes they're doing, the 
you know, the sanitary line, the sewer line, you're looking at all that information prior to the project starting and, you know, you're coming up with uh, solutions for each area that needs a shoring solution. Um, sometimes it doesn't make it any easier, even, even though you've got a plan, you know, you're probably still going to get the phone call the day of or the day prior, you know, so there's still not a whole lot of time, but, but there is uh, there definitely is a planning aspect there that, uh, um, you know, that can be, uh, be an asset for, on our side for sure. Yeah. I like yeah. the point about, I like your point about the, um, the big box stores. That's one thing I hadn't thought of is, uh, there must be a lot going on underneath, uh, you know, some of the big, like where, yeah, warehouses are, are of course the big thing right now. Uh, when I say big boxes, I'm actually just referring to the, uh, oh, you, some oh, people call you, them, some people call them trench shields. Some people call oh, them boxes. Okay. Some people call them cages. The, uh, do, so I was just referring to our, our trench box. Do they have to do a lot of underground work, though, under the big commercial builds? There, there must be quite a bit going on there that uh, that you guys can get involved in. Well, certainly servicing a site is, uh, in some cases, there'll there'll be some, uh, you know, there'll be some underground work. Um, you know, a lot of those, if it was a new development, uh, you know, a new commercial or industrial development, you might see a little bit more open cutting because they've got, you know, access to space. Um, but yeah, certainly there's, uh, you know, there, there is work there for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say the areas that, uh, and other shoring companies might have success in different places. For us, I would, I would say, um, you know, where we find success is in sort of the, um, you know, the built up areas uh, like Toronto and, and Edmonton and Ottawa, um, Montreal someday, and Vancouver someday, I'm sure. Um, you know, these these cities have, in a lot of cases, older older infrastructure that needs to be renovated or replaced. And, you know, there's, there's growth. Canada's growing and there's um, infrastructure spending to support that growth. Um, you see, you know, the light, light rail, the LRT business is... Uh, for the last few years has been pretty prolific yeah uh, pretty well across the country and you know that that equates uh you know that's a lot of our customers doing doing a lot of that work a lot of the utility relocations and um you know the new sewer new sand and new water so yeah i think i think london's pretty typical in that regard i mean they they had a bunch of news stories go around here uh i don't know three or four years ago about how our uh, most of our water, most of our sewer lines and everything uh, hadn't been touched in a hundred years. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and, yeah. And, you know, so and 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 uh, you know, consequently, that the whole city's been getting ripped up and 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 everything. Well, that was that was after a giant sinkhole fell in at Dundas and Wellington. And uh, oh, you know what? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You might you might have still been well. No, you weren't still at school at the time, but. Uh, but it was, yeah, yeah, because you went to Western, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had that sinkhole fall in, and that was a water main, and then and then it came out that that that, that this stuff was 70 and 100 years old, and 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 it never and had never been dug up since it was put in. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and it was just has to be replaced. Yeah, and and that's 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 similar everywhere, right? Because no no politician wants to raise taxes to do that to do the uh, to do the work. Right. And except now they feel like maybe they can. So. Yeah you know, yeah. here we go. Right. 
Yeah, so that's that's good news for 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 your division and 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 others like it. I would have to say. I'm interested. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's interesting that the the word safety is is in there, not just in your operation, but in but in most of them, um, because that's I guess that's really the um, how would I put it that that's kind of the, that's kind of the hook for the for the for the trench specialization department, right? Is is this idea that you're you're making sure those walls don't fall in on people, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the crux of what we do. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and actually, that's what makes it um, a growing business. Uh, in addition to you know the the obvious infrastructure spending and things like that, but uh, you know the safety side and the uh, trench shoring and shielding is uh, has been around for a long time. But you know, and once again, I wasn't around during these you know during these times. But I'm told that you know 20, 20 years ago. Uh, getting a, a, a sewer contractor to use a trench box was, you know, maybe yeah. maybe fifty maybe fifty percent of them were using them and the other fifty percent of them weren't. But you know, that's changed. I mean, it's it's the safety is uh, has has come into focus, and uh, there's a lot more, you know, media coverage around it. I mean, if you, you know, if if you did a Google search on trench cave-ins, you're you're going to see, unfortunately, you're going to see, uh, you know, a bunch of scenarios where, where folks weren't using the proper shielding or shoring. And, uh, you know, the result is not usually a positive one. So. Well, sooner or later, the insurance companies take notice and that's when every, that's when everybody's attention gets focused on, uh, on safety. That's for sure. So, uh, I, I think that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of, yeah. And like you say, a few bad, a few bad incidents and some, and some bad yeah. media. And uh, yeah, the, I mean, the, you got to hand it to the inspectors too, as well. Like, um, yeah. you know, they, they've come a long way too. Um, yeah. I think they understand more than they used to about what, what we do and the, the equipment that we provide. And, um, you know, so they're looking for it and, you know, they'll, they're not afraid to shut down a job site if somebody's not using it properly or, or at all. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, I think it's something that's pretty entrenched right now for sure. So yeah. listen, on unintended. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. So on the whole, on the whole, um, I guess the business strategy of, 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 of specialization, what, what do you, what do you think trench safety and, and having this division and having your different locations how how has that worked into into Cooper's overall strategy? How what what does that do for Cooper to have a to have a specialized uh, end to it like that? Yeah, I mean, in in short, um, there's probably you know there's a lot to it, but in short, to sum it up into a sentence, it would be that having specialized divisions can make you a little bit more sticky with with new and existing customers. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Cooper Equipment, as I say, when we started out, Cooper Equipment was dealing with, um, you know, X number of utility contractors across Canada or Ontario or wherever you want to look. And, you know, we're going to these jobs and the reps are on the road and they're visiting their friends on job sites and they're, you know, they're renting them compaction equipment and rollers and uh, mini excavators and earth moving equipment and all this sort of stuff. And meanwhile, they've got another company's, you know, hydraulic shores in a trench um, or aluminum boxes or aluminum shields in a trench. So, you know, you look at that and you go, okay, well, I mean, we're, we're here already. You know, we're servicing this 
customer. Um, we, we could service them there too and, and be, be more to that customer under one roof. Um, you know, we can service that customer better um, and, and give them a more full experience, full rounded out experience. So, you know, that's, that's definitely, you know, definitely uh, not worth ignoring. It's, um, you know, it makes us pretty sticky with our existing customers and, you know, obviously, you know, gives us more to offer with customers that we don't do work with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. You were mentioning uh, before we came on to that, uh, that uh, you think maybe that, that, that having, having a specialized division can protect you from market dips generally, right? Like, 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 like sometimes, sometimes when you're, you know, if you're, if your general equipment, different conditions will cause that to go down, but that the, the trench work, you know, the utility work has to carry on, right? Yeah. Or for yeah. instance, if you're in Alberta and you're exposed on oil and gas, which you guys are, right? I mean, if that's up, that's going sort of no matter what the housing market is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. Talk a bit about that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we touched on it just uh, when we were first chatting, yeah. uh, you know, half an hour ago or so. A perfect example of it was uh, was March 2020 when, you know, COVID sort of hit everybody pretty hard. And um, it certainly hit us hard too, but but uh, for a lot shorter period of time. I mean, there was some uneasiness in March, obviously, um, you know, where some equipment came back and some of our infrastructure contractors took a breath and, uh, you know, kind of waited out the storm for a minute. Not not much longer than that, though. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't long before they kind of said, OK, I mean, there's nobody stopping us from working. We are critical to keep this, you know, engine moving. We've got to get our crews back to work and, and keep going. So, you know, we were we, we benefited from that, um, serv- you know, because we service those customers in that in that particular industry. Whereas, you know, on the other side of things, um, you know, the private private residential construction um, w- was held up a little bit more aggressively. Right? I mean, you weren't seeing new uh, new building permits being issued and uh, new construction projects. Uh, underway so you know the effect that had on you know sort of the general line equipment and aerial equipment was was a little bit more detrimental yeah Yeah. so yeah sort of it can be sort of a hedge absolutely yeah 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 now unfortunately the uh you know the, the size of the trench safety business in its entirety is uh quite small right um when you compare it to the uh, you know general general equipment business, uh, which is quite large in terms of revenue. So as much as there's a hedge, it's a uh, you know relatively small numbers. <laughs> yeah, but that's it, exactly. But it's it, you know it's 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 kind of the it's kind of the theory I think with the specialized stuff. I mean I mean obviously you know if 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 you were a smaller rental operation with one location or two locations or something like that. You know, obviously, you're going to focus on the general, you know, side, the fat part of the market, right? You're going to focus on the most popular uh, uh, stuff that you're that, that you're going to rent. But maybe, you know, but uh, but maybe as you go along, you 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 think about uh, uh, spinning off or, or or I guess branding. It's almost a it's almost a matter of communication. I mean, unless you were going to do like you guys did, and you know, spend four million, or maybe you guys could have doubled that initially, but it doesn't matter. 
uh, uh, spend a whole bunch of money, invest in a whole separate operation. But maybe you could even do something on just, you know, on the branding side saying, listen, we're good at this, uh, you know, and we have the machinery for this. And, uh, and, and, and at least uh, insulate yourself a little bit from the, from the, from the general market up and ups and downs. You know, yeah. I, should, I should know this, but what, what uh, uh, does, does Cooper have other specialized divisions? You do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, Cooper has uh, a pump division that uh, uh, just uh, got going last year. Right. And that's going well. It's uh, sort of ground zero for that operation right now is in uh, is in Toronto. But um, there's plans for that business to to, to grow as well. Yeah. Um, organically, I, I don't think they have any plans, uh, um, you know, for acquisition or anything in that space. But uh uh, no, no, also not my focus, so I shouldn't speak on the term. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just wondering yeah, what then, other areas they're in. Yeah, and then in, in the in the West Coast, there's a uh, a climate control uh, business that was just started at the tail end of last year. Um, timely to get um, you know to get up and running for for the winter heat business. So right, um, right, and that uh, and that's been a great addition. Too. And, and you know they all you know they all serve to do very similar things i mean you know there's no division of the company that that isn't uh you know supportive of another division it's it's just we're all meant to um sort of grow you know grow the brand as a whole and and uh make sure that establish that stickiness establish another another sort of vector into the market um, um, you know, and, and, and like, and like, and balance out those revenues when, when, when general might be going in, in the wrong direction for, for a while. Yeah. yeah it, 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 it's an interesting, it's an interesting, uh, uh, way to go on that. So I noticed the sort of explosion in specialized rentals, uh, uh, you know, I, I, well, I think United started it and, 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 and it, well, I don't know, maybe your dad was part of that. Uh, but I mean, but I mean, it, th this has only been going on for a few years, right? Like it's since, it's since I've been involved in the business, which is about 10 years. Um, and uh, same as you actually. And, uh, and, 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 and it just seemed like, you know, five or six years ago, there was this, you know, wave of, you know, everybody all of a sudden wanting to, wanting to get into this space. Can you put your finger on why that was? Was it just someone had a bright idea and now everyone wanted to go and do it, or 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 was there some condition in the market that 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 drove this? Um, someone a whole lot smarter than me is going to have the answer for you. My my guess is that um, you know these standalone businesses have been around. You know they're not they're not new in themselves. Right. You know they have been around um, a lot of owner operator type situations. Um, very successful businesses, um, you know, for 20, 30 years in some cases. But I do think that, um, you know, there are some larger companies like United Rentals and um, Sunbelt and there's others that, uh, you know, uh, aim to consolidate the, the, the rental business to some extent. Um, and also, you know, need, need, not need, well, need to show growth and want to show growth to their you know, to their uh, stakeholders and shareholders and things like that. So, you know, consolidating these businesses into one sort of family is uh, 
is probably a strategy that they've employed um, and been successful doing, been successful with. And the result of it is that there's, you know, maybe fewer standalone uh, showing businesses and pump businesses that there used to be mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, they've, they've sort of merged up with uh, larger um, all in all, all in one sort of rental companies. Right. So, so it was a case of we've already bought all the general tool stores and now there's nothing left to buy. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's go, let's go get the, let's go get the shoring guys. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I'm sure that I'm sure that's simplifying things overly. But yeah. <laughs> it might be something like that. Yeah. You know, when all you, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Looks like a nail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That one. <laughs> so tell me, uh, tell me about the future. What uh, what are your plans? Where's uh, where's trench safety going at Cooper? Where is uh, rental specialization going at Cooper? Yeah, I mean, we want to continue growing uh, into a into a few markets that we've sort of identified. Um, you know, we like, um, we like British Columbia and we like Montreal and Quebec and, um, and we want to just continue growing off of our footprint into new, uh, innovative solutions and, and, um, <clears throat> you know, keep, keep trying to find the best possible people that can help us grow our brand, um, in these areas is, is, is our goal in the short term yeah i think we can grow the business uh from four branches to seven or eight branches across canada um and that would be that would be a pretty a pretty solid trench safety business in, in canada yeah yeah for sure yeah you'd be serving pretty much all the regions uh with that number uh yeah. and uh and be in the uh the hot areas of 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 the big ones and yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that would, uh, that'd be, that'd be nice for you guys. Well, listen, uh, uh, uh good luck with that cam and, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks a ton for, uh, uh, filling me and the listeners in on, uh, on what's going on with your, your division there. And, and, and with Cooper, we, uh, like I say, I, I love the homegrown stories. Uh, and, uh, you guys are, uh, you guys have been, you know, just incredibly successful really over the last, uh, well, certainly, uh, certainly 10 years, uh, that I've been, that I've been looking at it. So thanks again yeah. for joining us today. No, thanks for having me. I hope that there was maybe at least one tidbit that was, uh, you know, <laughs> worth, worth re-recording. I, I don't know. I best we can hope for Cam. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you. It was a, it was a pleasure meeting you as well. Thanks for joining us for counter talks. You can find CounterTalks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.